Hey, paisanos, it's the... Excuse me, princess. Super Show! Hello, and welcome back to the Excuse Me Princess Super Show, where we watch all of uh, the Super Mario Super Show and The Legend of Zelda in release order, chronological order, and importance order. I'm Aaron. And I'm John. And today we're looking at the live-action segment Bats in the Basement and the cartoon segment Mario and the Beanstalk. Original air date, 13 September, 1989. And if you're wanting to watch this with us, against us, save us time and do it for us, or just for the fun of it uh, and get ahead of us... The least likely option. (laughs) You can watch it on... uh, Wild Brain YouTube uh, channel, Superheroes. <laughs> on Amazon Prime, in Canada at least. We can't check for the US. And uh, on YouTube, there is also a remastering project going on where they have the first 11 episodes available. So this falls within it. Remastered in the sense that the original audio is restored. I think a few other things too, but I don't remember what they are. Uh, upscaled the images, removed some of the graininess from it. Oh. We should be uh, using that, but we're watching it in the most true, accurate, legal way possible. In that order. <laughs> well, without further ado, bi-weekly power play time. Lead us through the live action segment. Ah, uh, yes. Mario and Luigi. They have an exchange student coming from Transylvania. Because this is Halloween season uh, in uh, September 13th. Well, closer than most TV shows get. So, uh, their exchange student was uh, must have been smart. Because they sent their luggage ahead of time. Good news, it's a coffin. Bad news, it's not a vampire-style coffin. It's just a coffin coffin. <laughs> which is a little odd. But whatever. Because you know where this is going. Sorry to bury the lead on that one. However, uh, there's a note attached to the coffin saying, uh, Dear Mario and Luigi, please open uh, me as uh, soon as possible. It's stuffy in here. So they do their best at not opening the coffin in every way possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty obvious that it's... Uh... Yeah, they're trying to monkey around with it with wrenches and stuff while not accidentally lifting the very light lid. And which they don't exactly succeed at a few times. Yeah. But they do crack it open. And, uh, in Mario, you order a dead guy in a suit. Where? Uh, what was his actual name? Count Zoltan Dracula. Yes. So, Zoltan, uh, sits up, uh, takes a look, insults the place for being a dumb, because... (laughs) You Neatness must. counts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love a good callback. You must be Mario. You must be Luigi. You must be kidding me. This place is a dump. Oh, well. Wake me up at sundown. I'm a night person. Which brings us to the uh, episode cartoon version. We come back from the cartoon episode. The version uh, that is now uh, real life. <laughs> the episode version of the cartoon live action. Based off of the episode uh, version of a video game. Uh, we end up coming back and 
uh, they're noticing that, or they comment on the fact that, oh, Zoltan must have uh, been busy for the, uh, uh, like, starting to get bad feeling about Zoltan. He says that he's been in night school for the last 300 years. Well, Mario course, Mario knows a guy from uh, huh. Brooklyn High School who could say the same thing. Yeah. Which, good joke. Funny yeah. joke. I appreciate that joke. Uh, you go through and uh, you see uh, his uh, clothing has blood stains on it. Uh, there's bills for uh, the blood bank, eye drops. Uh, what was the last thing? What was the last? <laughs> oh, dental floss for his big teeth. Yeah. Yeah. You know where he gets his cleaning done? No. Why? Because I don't want to go there. Sheesh. Which uh, uh, leads to... Uh, There's a cutaway where uh, Zoltan comes up out of his coffin to tell us to enjoy these delicious clips from The Legend of Zelda. Yes. We're getting closer. Yeah, we're only... Two days away. One month. I'm sorry, everyone. You have to wait through one more episode of Mario before you get one more delicious Zelda, Zelda clip. Zelda, Zelda, and Mario, (laughs) and Luigi Zelda? The Zelda Brothers? (laughs) Yes. Oh, that nice, thick Zelda. We'll get back to that. In one month. Yeah. Oh, but anyway, cuts to the brothers on the couch reading a book on how to get rid of vampires. Where the first one is uh, putting a stake through, uh, using a stake. Where that gets kiboshed because stakes cost uh, five thirty nine a stake. Man, I wish. Yeah. Um. Then it goes on to a recipe to get rid of uh, vampires, which turns out to just be. Their uh, mother's uh, pasta sauce recipe. I knew it. She's been trying to kill us for years. This is followed by uh, instructions to boil water for two hours, add olive oil. And that's when uh, Zoltan comes out of his coffin and says, uh, Want to know how you can uh, get rid of a vampire? Just ask! I'll be out of here by... What is it he says? Sun up or... Yeah. Oh, and when he he's coming back from his trip, he's singing uh, Here Comes the Sun. Do-do-do-do. Yeah. Here comes the sun, little darlings. Do-do-do-do. And so it immediately cuts to them doing the Mario. Which? That's the resolution. It's like, oh, okay, I'll go. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Oh, how'd you like the... The name of the episode is Bats in the Basement. How'd you like Bats in the Basement? Bats in the Basement with a silver spoon. <laughs> it <laughs> was Little Boy Blue and the Man in the Moon. Nah. It was good. It was, like, it was well-themed. You could tell that there was chemistry all around, almost like they worked with each other before. In some way or shape, form, whatever. Yeah, I think uh, Captain Lou and Danny Wells <laughs> have done at least one other project before this. Yeah. And it was, it was pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. Just, again, the usual setup. Uh, it's corny jokes, obvious jokes, but this one was a little more subtle, you know, because the gimmick is that they don't catch on right away. Well, it's obvious to the audience. Yes. 
and that's what makes it funny. You look at these bills. All this dental floss for those big teeth. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty good, too. Yeah. And uh, Dracula looked familiar. Oh, yeah. You want to know why Dracula looked familiar? No, I just thought I'd mention it. Oh. Well, I'm going to tell you anyways. Uh, you see, Dracula has been used in multiple medias across uh, both television, uh, YouTube uh, channels, movies. There there was a book about Dracula. That came last. <laughs> it, it, yeah. Mary Shelley's Dracula, I believe. <laughs> yes. Which is a great read if you don't know the story. Yeah. If you know the story, it's a good read. Now, what was the author's name from Dracula? Uh, oh. Yeah. But it does have Helsing in it. Yeah, and that, that the the one with Keanu Reeves in it is called Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes. Mary Shelley wrote the Frankenstein. But anyway, the guy who plays Dracula... The guy who plays Dracula is Jim Ward, who I will not be uh, telling you anything further about. If you want to learn more, you can re-listen to episode two in the tin can. Yeah, because he's the he's the guy who played uh, the orphan's real dad, who showed up to get her, and stayed for the party because it's a shame to waste a good party. Yeah, you know if we stick around for the music to start, I bet they'll do the Mario. <laughs> Yeah, uh, what did you think of this one? I liked it. You know, it it's breezy. Yeah, it, it's like the the Ghostbuster one. You know, it's set up punchline, set up punchline without. You know the the Sigmund Freud bit from the last one or the one before. Uh, it was so clunky with the phone calls and the yeah. It, it there was a lot of setup for a handful of jokes. This one is set up joke, set up joke, and it just flows really well. You know, in, besides just being, what is it, uh, we called it, live action, uh, no, uh, sketch comedy shit posting. Yeah. This is actual sketch comedy, for children, but still. And, you know, Jim Ward does a, good, a great job. Uh, everyone does a great job in this one, except for John. Thank you. And probably me. You're driving. Yeah, it's fair. an even-numbered episode. You're driving. Yeah, and that brings us... To the part where I drive. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Mario and the Beanstalk. So, surprise, it's a Jack and the Beanstalk uh, parody. Yeah, which I think we predicted. Uh, let's see. Oh, what was your prediction about... Uh, this is the second time we've started one and had to backtrack. What was your prediction about the bats in the basement? Some baseball joke? Uh, I made a... Uh, I said that it was probably not a baseball thing. But my guess is that it's uh, uh, Batman coming to get his... Uh, <laughs> to avenge his parents after uh, a death by a plumbing accident. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I referenced that uh, Ninja Turtles one. Uh, Do you ever see the, the cartoon movie they made out of that? No, I didn't. The Batman versus the TMNT. Oh, yes, I did. It was great. Even if it had Tara Strong as Harley Quinn in it. But anyway, Mario and the Beanstalk. It's Mario and the Beanstalk. The two of them, no one else. So, but it didn't surprise, go- surprise. It starts off. Remember how uh, our last time they went to uh, uh, Pasta Gala to raise money for the Mushroom Orphans? 
Well, good news. The money's gone. <laughs> yeah, they need another hundred bucks or they're closed. <laughs> and meanwhile, for whatever reason, they're hanging around in this cottage. It's only because they need to set up the Jack and the Beanstalk stuff. Uh, she, uh, Princess Toadstool has already sold her jewelry. Already mortgaged the cottage. Yeah. So all that's left is to sell the royal cow. Which... Yeah. She sends the Mario Brothers into town to sell it. To a used uh, cow salesperson. Yeah. It's the typical uh, used car salesman uh, uh, person joke. Yeah, lots of because I like you. Yeah. And I get a good feeling about you, that kind of thing. Who plays the car salesman? Uh, it's uh, it's King Koopa voice, Harvey Atkin. Oh. I know you'll go through that later, but... No, yeah, that's fine. It was him. Yeah. And the... Um, there aren't any, like, real voice notes, so we can just mention that as it happens. Yeah, uh, he shysters them into uh, taking garbanzo bean seeds that are magic and And the, uh... uh it looks the, like... The cow? Of... Uh, first, he offers different cows. Oh, yeah, he they... wants them to get... He wants to give them a trade-in. Yeah. Cow. So, get a, ca- uh, a cow that can get 20 gallons to the hay bale. However, that 20 works. gallons of what? <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. You ever stand behind a cow? Not for 20 gallons worth. No. <laughs> After the first five, you're out of there. Hey, I have to make sure it's quality stuff. Oy. So, the uh, they eventually go back with the garbanzo beans. And this scene where... Princess Toadstool's rightfully outraged about it. Uh, it looks like she's about to backhand them out of Mario's hand to send him out the window like in the story. But really she was raising her hand to sneeze because she, supposedly she's allergic to garbanzo bean seeds. But I thought for sure she was just going to whack. <laughs> it looked like she was going to wind up. But anyway, they go out the window, everyone goes to bed, and uh, the beanstalk happens. She, uh... Princess Toadstool is going to send out Toad in the morning to get the money back, or the cow back. So they can actually sell it to somebody else. Yeah. And when they uh, wake up and go out, and Toad's about to head into town, he screams like a little bitch. <laughs> he does do that. <laughs> Although with that voice, it's hard not to. <laughs> and uh, Genie Elias, bless her heart, gives a fairly unconvincing gasp. As they lay sight on the the beanstalk. It's a big beanstalk. Uh, Covered in garbanzo bean pods. Like, they keep up with that. A lot of beanstalk, Jack and the Beanstalk parodies, forget to actually put bean pods along it. I mean, it grows overnight. You can't expect uh, the... (laughs) Yeah, that's the part that you have to give a little leeway for. You have to suspend your disbelief. Why doesn't the giant beanstalk have beans on it? Yeah. Like, the stock, I can see. The beans, I'm not so sure about. Yeah, it takes a bit of time to uh, germinate beans. How would you know? <laughs> That's not what I heard. Anyway, uh, the Mario Brothers come out, and uh, Mario figures, Hey, there's billions of people in the world who love garbanzo beans, and we're going to sell one to every single one. So they start climbing so that they can pick from the top down, which is sound. Yeah, you get you that, even be... though even though the top of the stock is extending past the clouds, it's like, eh, it's still a lot better to go down than climb again with a bucket full of beans. Yes. But they get to the top, it leads to a cottage, yada, yada, yada. It's King Koopa somehow turned into a giant, and you never learn how. Just probably a magic spell. He ate the bean. 
I think the beanstalk would have uh, pulled an alien on him if he had. Oh, I'll get you, Mario's plot. <laughs> wow, I guess King Koopa's the one being stuck now. <laughs> get it? Being stuck? <laughs> oh. Anyway. So, <laughs> but seriously, folks, a lot of uh, misused fee-fi-fo-fum. Yeah, to to painfully rhyme it up with plumbers and you guys, and I don't even remember. It really washed over me this one, but uh, you know, uh, giant Koopas chasing around the cabin, pulling chains that lock doors and stuff as they run. They just about get out by climbing the wood pile and uh, using a wood poker, a wood poker to get up on the windowsill. But then he pulls the chain. After uh, the Mario Brothers uh, spend too long arguing on who goes first, yeah, <laughs> not in the way you think. No, but either way, Princess Toad still is the one to break up the argument. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so after that doesn't work, uh, Mario and Luigi jump on the bellows from the fireplace, kick up the ashes and soot, and they escape. And they find the one door with a crack in it. Or... Before that. So, uh, before they uh, use the bellows, Koopa does capture uh, to- uh, Toadstool and Toad. It's... <laughs> That's not, uh, okay, never mind. Objection withdrawn. Continue. <laughs> I thought you were going to do it again. Uh, and uh, the Mario Brothers use uh, the bellows to kick up all the ash and cause Koopa to cough up. Unfortunately, animation uh, being what it is, it looks like uh, Koopa uh, is lunging towards them, stops, and looks at what they're doing. Then the ash comes up. <laughs> yeah, the, the, this show has some of that stop and start animation that we saw in a few of the early ones. And then he coughs and throws... Uh, Toad and Toadstool. <laughs> One of them is a princess. Yeah, Princess Peach and the Mushroom Retainer. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. the uh, Oh, and there's also... Uh, when he first has them in his... Uh, when he first realizes they're in the, the cabin, the cottage or whatever, he's going to make uh, Mario stew. And he starts stirring the pot and looking into the middle distance. <laughs> even though everyone he'd be scowling at is down on the floor. Oh boy, I'm going to make some Mario stew today. Oh! Did you ever hear that? That meat, uh, hedgehog stew? Yes. All right. It's my greatest gift idea. But anyway, uh, they run into the uh, through the only door that's open ajar. And they find a mountain of gold coins. Uh... Underneath a goose in a cage with a hole in the bottom of the cage, which is a bad idea if you've ever owned a bird. Yes. Unless you've got a lot of newspaper subscriptions. But every time Koopa says, lay, it uh, dumps uh, out about ten bucks. I said King Koopa. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he's not like Captain Koopa or Emperor Koopa. He's just yeah, King Koopa. But he's big. Oh, it's Giga Koopa. <laughs> From Super Smash Bros. Melee. The only game worth playing. I disagree. So, so, I think Street Fighter 4 was a great game to play. That's true. So he locks uh, he locks the door and figures that eventually the four of them are going to get crushed by the gold coins. But uh, Mario climbs the coin pile. The goose asks for help. Yeah. Yeah. And claims he she can get them out of there if they let him if they let her out. 
Mario's a bit reluctant until he learns that, uh, well, he does it anyway, but then he learns that Koopa had her under a spell to make her lay the coins instead of eggs. And uh, she saw that there's a spot where the beanstalk had cracked through the floor, and they can use that to escape. So they do. And uh, a cover version of Marvin Gaye's Heard It Through the Grapevine kicks in again while they're running down the... Yeah, the for vine. the second time it kicks in. Yeah, once plays... climbing up, once going down. Yeah. Special thanks, as always, to the Super Mario Brothers Super HQ channel on YouTube. Link in the description below for the cover song. Look! The crack's grown bigger! Goosey, we're good as gone. Everybody ready? Just a thing for this being stuck in our plumbing bag. Both both the times that had a vine in it, so I can dig it. Yeah. I miss vine. Water Malone. Water Malone, <laughs> yes. That's where I was going to. Anyway. This is the most beautiful day! They got helmets on their heads! But I got a Water Malone instead! Uh, they get to the bottom, and they uh, the Mario Brothers grab their plumbing kits, because they got something that lets them cut down the vine. It was an axe, I it, think. It was just straight up an axe. I thought a, a, oh. I feel like there was a gag, and I forget what it was. Yes, there was. Uh, the... They asked uh, the goose to help out by laying eggs for, uh... Or laying the gold for them, because she was just laying up straight up golden coins. Mm-hmm. And the goose uh, went, uh, no spell, no gold. Or something along that line. Yeah, but I'm talking about how they cut the beanstalk down. Oh, yeah. So, as they cut the beanstalk down, a whole bunch of gold coins fall out. Yeah, from the, the as the house tips over on top of the beanstalk, all the gold comes out. And then the, the the castle in the sky crashes into the lake, and somehow the water shrinks King Koopa back down to normal size, and he just decides to hightail it. Yeah. Because he who coops and runs away lives to coop another day, which is something else we haven't heard in a while, but I'm sure it was more of a catchphrase than it's been so far. And uh, But it turns out the goose is laying golden eggs anyway. But uh, And she is upset because she cannot help out her friend. Because she wanted to just lay regular eggs because everyone is hungry. Yeah. But on the other hand, you know, they got the money for the Mushroom Orphanage. Again, I think they better start checking those books a little (laughs) more closely. Somebody is skimming off the top. But they have the best accountant. Uh, K-O-U-P-A. Yeah. I am slime. (laughs) You said it, not me. Oh, okay. Everybody laughs, and there's a couple of really uh, questionable 
long shots on the uh, goose trying to uh, produce. <laughs> yeah. Um, Especially the one where her tongue is sticking out. Yeah. But some people have t-shirts with that sort of thing on it. And some people have tattoos. Oh, before we get into the writers. Uh, oh, and the goose is voiced by Jeannie Elias. Princess Peach, Toadstool. Princess Toadstool Peach. The princess. Future uh, queen of uh, Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah. Like that's ever going to happen. <laughs> Hang on, let me try that again. <clears throat> like that's ever going to happen. <laughs> Somebody wants... <laughs> anyway, uh, how did you like uh, Mario and the Beanstalk? You know what? Pretty good. Not even gonna lie, like, it had... Some of the times the pacing was a little off, but for the most part it was good. Uh, the humor was mostly, like, good. The grip I had was, don't f*** around with fifi fo fum And especially because it never worked anyway. Yeah. And then in the last one, he actually did just say, fifi fo fum I'm going to catch you because you're dumb. Yeah. But evil will win because good is dumb. Uh, yeah, the great I th- thing about uh, being evil is you get to lie a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, last episode had a lot better snappy one-liners. Yeah. The gladiator gig. Uh, although we only warmed up to that one in retrospect. This one, I think it actually brought it down a little. Yeah. Uh, for me. It stayed steady for me, but it was, it was pretty good. It, uh, like, it wasn't the best one we watched. It wasn't even the best one we watched today. No. But it was... It is above par. Where par is four, it's not that hard. No. Unless it's the first hole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think... I, I thought it was alright, not great. You know, it, this is where the whole, you know... The genre parody stuff starts to get to me, which has always been my big sticking point with the Super Show. You know, the last one, it was, it used that ancient Rome trappings, but this one is straight up Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah. But badly done. I really didn't dig this one. Especially, you know, it's like, how did Koopa get big? We're not going to tell you. Why did water shrink him? We're not going to tell you. How did he get, how did he build a cabin in the sky and why was he up there and how did it all happen? We're not going to tell you. I mean, yes, in the original story, it's just as inexplicable that the beanstalk leads to a giant's cottage in the clouds, but. At least. Why there, is Bowser up there? Yeah, at least there. It's not like the giant lived on Earth and then the beanstalk grew and was just like, oh, I'm in the clouds now. Sup, guys. Yeah, it's like, I bet you didn't expect it to be me. <laughs> Even though it's always me. Just out of your field of view. It was me all along, Barry. Oh. But, let's see. Uh, The writer of the episode, since we're trying out putting it here at the end, which this time doesn't feel as good, but all the other times I accidentally naturally skipped over it. uh, The writer is George Atkins. No relation to King Koopa voice Harvey Atkins. And this guy is the writer who has been writing since the 50s. He's written single episodes of tons and tons and tons of shows and cartoons. Uh, like 50s and 60s cartoons like Dick Tracy uh, and the the old uh, the Archie uh, cartoon that had the Sabrina cartoons in it as well. The Archie and Sabrina Hour. 
Uh, but most interestingly, 163 episodes of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Like that, he is a machine when it came to Rocky and Bullwinkle. Now, is that him writing every episode? Is that him writing segments of the episode? Yeah. We don't really know. Because I feel, I haven't watched Rocky and Bullwinkle in a long time, but I feel like the segments were kind of counted as episode X, episode X, you know? Yeah. It's been a while. We'd have to throw on some Rocky and Bullwinkle one of these days. I wonder if that's on anything. Well, if one of our writers wants to send us uh, where we can watch <laughs> Rocky and Bullwinkle. We have writers? <laughs> You'd think we'd be a lot funnier. They're on strike. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we would never work non-union. Oh. Wait. So we're just a pair of scabs. <laughs> the awkward part was crossing the picket line to get into your basement. Oh. I still can't believe I let them in. <laughs> yeah. Eh. We're Canadians. You gotta be polite. They don't even work for me. <laughs> no, they're on strike. <laughs> pasta power count, still at six. Still waiting for the pasta power count to go up. Let's give the episode our ratings. You go first. Ooh, okay. I know I said that it was above par, mm-hmm. but not by much. 4.5. And that is 4.5... Um, okay, golden eggs. Golden eggs? There was only one in the whole episode. There were two. She laid t- two. Okay. Well, that's still two and a half more. So 4.5 golden eggs for Aaron. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a salt. I'm giving it 3.5. I really didn't like this one. Uh, 3.5. 3.5. Royal cows. <laughs> out of a possible 10. All right. And if you want to leave us a comment, you can do so in our YouTube comments at... Yeah, on the YouTube channel. Uh, you can reach out to us uh, by email at excusemesupershow at gmail.com. Or our Twitter is excusemesupshow. And that is because Super made it too long. And calling it uh, excuse me, super sh. <laughs> it doesn't flow as well. No. Uh, all right. Predictions. Let's see. Live. <laughs> so this one took a bit out of me. The live action segment next time is Will the Real Elvis Please Shut Up? Time traveling Slim Shady. You think so? <laughs> yes. Slim Elvis was Slim Shady all along? Yes. And then Slim Shady got lost a bunch of weight and went back to the future. Yeah. Fair enough. Elvis isn't dead. He's a M and M. Damn. <laughs> I thought he just ate M and M's. How do you think he got his name? Yeah. Okay. Now this one's a little more obtuse. The animated segment is called "Love 'Em and Leave 'Em." Oh. This, this is a rom com uh, episode. Uh, based off of Sleepless in Seattle. I'm not sure when Sleepless in Seattle came out. Sleepless in Seattle. Uh, Maybe Sleepless in Seattle is based off of this. Maybe. What about Moonlighting? Maybe it's Moonlighting. Was that the one with uh, Nicolas Cage? I think so. And I want to say shared? No. No. No, Moonlighting was a TV show. Oh. 
What? Oh, which? What am I thinking? I don't know. We'll look that up later. Do you think it's going to be some sort of rom-com shenanigans? Yes. I, uh... When I was typing up the sheets, I caught a, a glimpse of the synopsis, so I'm going to abstain. I, oh, I was thinking Moonstruck. Moonstruck, okay. Yeah. And that was with Cher. And Nicolas Cage? Yeah. Man, that'd be, I think I'd like that. It's a, a romance one. It was pretty good. Yeah, Cher was a decent actress. Yeah. But enough about Cher. Let's talk about Mario. But we can talk about Cher another day. This has been the Excuse Me Princess Super Show. I'm John. I'm still Aaron. And until next time, everybody, do the, the Mario! I'm Aaron the Travel Plan Man, and you've just finished listening to I've Got Batman in My Basement. I'm not joined with uh, John from the Excuse Me Princess Super Show at this point. However, I do want to give him a shout out for all the heavy lifting he does with the editing, voice acting, and producing of this show. Without him, this whole thing wouldn't be possible. However, back to the ad. Are you a Batman in a basement? Because if you are, and you need to find a nice vacation somewhere else, out of your basement, or if you just need to go on a business trip, and need a place to rest your head after long days of doing accounting, Contact Aaron the Travel Plan Man. You can do so on Facebook at Aaron Shanahan the Travel Plan Man. Or you can uh, follow me on TikTok at Aaron the Travel Plan Man or Coast to Coaster. Until next time, keep traveling.